Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, right here for the roll call. We're taking Suckage attendance. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Mike Tomlin. Uh, sucking. Jake Arietta. This sucks, really, it does. Brian Cashman. I also know that we suck right now. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man, like, do we suck? Chris Rock. I suck so bad, he used to pick me after the white kids. Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you gotta embrace the suck. Aloy. Hey, you guys not gonna make anyway. You guys suck. And when when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Toby. Oh, my God, this sucks. Mark Grody. I'll tell you right now what sucks, Steve. Starting your day. <laughs> start, hi, Mark. Start, hi, Steve. <laughs> starting your day with a 25-minute dash to work because 
popular coffee shop, couldn't turn out my silly little breakfast sandwich in a timely manner. I almost had to leave without it. And then I got it uh, j- just with that amount of time where I got to jump in an Uber. And then I had to dash and I had that like cold air in my lungs, heart beating, going up staircases off of Columbus and uh, up near the Hyatt and dashing through the hallways and making it into 670 the score. So, man, that sucked. Uh, you uh, you actually got in here about the same time that you usually connect anyway, so it worked out. <laughs> well, yeah, because of that, I knew you wouldn't be nervous. You you've you've learned my game, Adam Stadzinski. Hook up as as late as possible. But this was not necessarily the intention to walk in and open up a microphone at the last second. But it happened, and I'm looking forward to eating my cold breakfast sandwich momentarily. I think that's tremendous. I, I was not worried because I saw you had time to take out your phone and shoot a video, yes. which was sort of like radio colonoscopy as you walked down the hall and, yes. and into the great that, unknown. And there you were. But I you bring up a really good point. I, I, was, yeah. I was very proud of myself that I made it, was able to keep up a pretty good run pace in. So I was like, you know what? I'm filming this final dash down the hallway out of the elevators past our brother station, WBBM, into the Score Studios, and that video is on my Twitter page right now, at Mark Rody Sports, if you want to check it out. Oot. I don't know why you're I did you. Canadian, you would check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you bring up a really interesting point here on Saturday Suckage that um, how your coffee policy is. I was discussing this with our youngin because – Sitting in for producer Brandon Fryer today is Trash Panda. <laughs> good. Hey, good to see you. I hope, hope Brandon taught you the rope, studs. <laughs> and studs was, I, I was driving somewhere this morning and I couldn't text him. Thought hit me and I needed something. And I went, so I called him and he was corpse-like, barely awake. And I thought, Why? Well, he's got this po- coffee policy that just doesn't seem efficient or right. Why don't you, Trash Panda, explain why you're so why you failed coffee policy? Well I don't know here. what you're saying that I failed coffee policy. I had coffee. I'm drinking it as I'm coming into work. Like it just hadn't fully kicked in yet. I need like, I don't know, two full mugs of coffee before I'm functional at 8:30 in the morning when you called me. When I'm trying to do other work, by the way. And and so, yeah, I was still just a little bit tired. I'd only been up for about an hour and 15 minutes. But you made the point that you sleep as late as you possibly can and still make it in and have coffee along the way, which is improper planning. I think you need to, to get up earlier to make sure that you get those two mugs of coffee so that you're just not a slug in the studio. Well, I don't need Mark. to be like at full functionality until, you know, 8.15, 8.30 when I'm on the phone doing the production call for Inside the Clubhouse. Because uh, before that, I'm just, it's in early odds, which is recorded, right? So there mm. you go. Well, I actually screwed up my coffee operation today, too, because here was the plan. There's a, there is one of those popular coffee shops right across the street from where I leave. The plan, here was the plan. You ready, guys? Get the breakfast sandwich real quick-like and then at that Starbucks and then get the coffee at the Starbucks close to Prudential because then the coffee stays hot. Well, Mm -hmm. because of all the time it took to get this silly little breakfast sandwich, which I I just had a delicious bite of, um, I was not able to get it. So here I am, guys, without coffee. But as you can tell, I'm a little bit adrenalized because I got the heart rate up. You know, I got got the 3,000 steps to start the day. 
well, 3,000 panic steps to start the day. Pretty much. Yeah, well, they, running when you're panicked is is way different than just regular running. Like, it, it truly is. Like, because you can't stop. Like, if you stop, then you're just – you're. I might have been late. Had I stopped on that 25-minute run or what was more like a 17-minute run, usually the walk is about 25 minutes, then I, I may have been late, and Steve, you would have just been screwed without me. I would, I would have. Yeah, I would have. It would. It would have been a whole other version of Saturday suckage, more literally than at any other time. <laughs> you and studs, baby. I think it would have been perfect, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have yeah. enjoyed listening to you too. To tell you the truth, we've we've done that show before. I know. We, I we enjoy. I, I listened to parts of it. I I enjoyed it. I feel very. You know what? As a matter of fact, next time I'm running late, I'm just going to let it happen. You are all right. Well, there you go. It's on. He's on record and. Thank God nobody important listens to this show or it wouldn't still be on the air. Uh, speaking of nobody important, um, Khalil Mack ain't going to play. Akeem Hicks looks like he's done. Allen Robinson, no. Is all, Danny Trevathan, is, are you suiting up, Mark? Are you, are you, are you next? What, what do you, the Bears injury news seems, um, Far more important than anything else that has been discussed, especially with Matt Nagy playing Bears fans for stupid with all the nonsense we'll get into later. But let's talk about actual bodies that will be on the field or not be on the field and what it does to tomorrow's contest with the Ravens. And I I need to interject real quick and add to this, Grody. I want to know how the injury report got worse after the bye week. Great question. <laughs> Honestly, that's mad, so, Nicky's magic. That's how it happens. The way I was justifying it <laughs> early in the week when we first got the Wednesday injury report was okay. These guys have had obviously a week off, and one would suspect that they would be healthy and ready. I thought maybe they were just like, while well, we can, let's stack one extra day. So they give them the, the Wednesday off and, and a cold week leading up to the Soldier Field game against Baltimore. But that, that completely went out the window, and it, it is my assessment that the Cleo Mack thing was, has been coming since well before the bye. That there, there had been national reports, I think it was – I think it was Schefter. Well, you only got really two choices, Schefter or Rappaport these days. But mm. when they said that, that Khalil Mack might go on IR, I think that that was always going to happen. And I also think that the, the bigger part that they discussed and that they probably knew is that there was a really good chance they were going to shut Khalil Mack down for the rest of the season and have this surgery. I think that the Bears wanted to do it, and I think that they had to talk Khalil Mack and his camp into doing it because I know that he hates having to do this. So, yeah, it blows. And what's left, basically, Justin Fields and Roquan Smith, uh, which which is kind of good because – Roquan Smith will be your best weapon against Lamar Jackson just because of his speed and his ability to go side to side. And we've all watched uh, Roquan Smith. So, and then the, the, what the season has been all about this year becomes even more about this year is the quarterback and Justin Fields. And when you take away, man, look, without, without Akeem Hicks, without Khalil Mack, this is that's a huge those are huge losses if you're just looking at the bears ability to win the game if bears fans care about wins at this point it's going to be really difficult to defend that guy especially with baltimore coming off a pretty bad loss of their own and lamar jackson not practicing this week 
Now, he's done that before and showed up and played, and, and that could be a scary thing. But but that's the best that's the best thing the Bears have going for them, is Lamar Jackson didn't practice this week. But. Yeah, well, he practiced yesterday. He did get in there yesterday. So I don't count Fridays as practice. You know, that's, that's a good point, actually. Those are just dance steps. No, they really are. It is, yeah. For, for all of those, for most of you who haven't been to a Friday NFL practice, the music is very sunny and slow, and oftentimes they're just wearing their sweats, and it's just kind of an easy, smiley walkthrough of a practice, even though Saturday is the, the true walkthrough. Hey, maybe uh, Bruce Irvin and uh, Cassius Marsh will show up on the, the, uh, the stat sheet on Sunday. Yeah, well, when Cassius Marsh, Marsh shows up on a stat sheet, it's generally not been a good thing. <laughs> Uh, the the bad is far outweighed the good. We have a by the way, I'll give you our text number three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That tech zone number and that tech zone itself is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And a two sixty a two six zero texter has this thought. Dare I suggest that MG appeared to be to all the world as though he was in fact. The Fugitive this morning? Oh, wow. You know, I kind of was like that. Yeah. I just, I should have had my hands in my pocket, head down. Well, then you couldn't have been taping it and showing us your radio colonoscopy. That's true. And if I would have tried to tape it, like, the entire dash, I think it would have been, it would have been, like, horrible cop video bouncing up and down. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I also like the, the 206 texter dashing through the streets running really late up the stairs mark goes sucking all the way that's excellent very good good. to do that we will have to get that done um i may i suggest something that as you talked about bruce Irvin and cassius marsh and and i suppose they're going to show up there is this is the um reigniting of a summer love now i don't know if matt Nagy is smart enough to make sure, or Bill Lazor is smart enough, to make sure that Rodney Adams gets in the game a lot and gets a lot of snaps. But if what we saw, if what we've seen of Justin Fields' connection with Darnell Mooney, don't you think the same could hold true and would be worth having Rodney Adams, the summer love, on the field? Wasn't he the guy? It was at the other end of some spectacular throws and spectacular connections. I, shouldn't shouldn't that guy get lots of snaps based on the hope that it that it still exists? Yeah, and I think the comp is to him to Rodney Adams as evidence to what you're saying is Jesper Horstead because Horstead and Rodney Adams both had that huge rapport going with Justin Fields in camp, mm-hmm. and it obviously is carried over to some degree with Jesper Horstead. So I wouldn't mind seeing. Rodney Adams on the field. However, I would like to see the Bears build on the Marquise Goodwin success in an 83-yard play and try to continue to get that going. And I, and and where where are you, Demir Bird? You know, let's get some Demir Bird action. So as much as I like Rodney Adams and the Rodney Adams story, and it would be cool to see if that works. I think you got a couple of guys on the active roster, especially Goodwin, who I think could make an impact. Especially well, against it, Baltimore, with with you know, think about Baltimore is their defense not as good as Pittsburgh, and their their pass defense, you know, middle of the road. I think Fields can can do work. Pass defense is bad. 
Yeah, actually, it is bad. What what is there? And there... so it's as bad as the Bears' pass offense. <laughs> it's true. It is. I mean, it's like, and and this is where this is where you know that Matt Nagy's going to stick his nose in. I would think, I would think Bill Lazor's going to make the right decision. I would think Matt Nagy's going to make the wrong decision based on Matt Nagy protecting his his red backside, and because Matt Nagy can't coach the game that's there. And uh, your your pass offense sucks, and you've got two really good running backs. You can keep Lamar Jackson off the field by running the ball. You can tire Baltimore out by running the ball. You may be able to set up some strategically called pass plays by running the ball. But Matt Nagy does not appear to know that there are two choices when it comes to offense, while Bill Lazor does, and I, I do think that this is a clash of a clash of beliefs or philosophies or covering one's ass in this kind of game plan. What kind of game plan do you expect from the Bears' offense tomorrow? Well, I think you got if if you're going to bash the Bears' offense at this point, I think you you have to go to Bill Lazor if you want to do that because he is calling the plays, and no matter what goes down in practice, we think we think I, I, I'm pretty sure he is. Whatever goes down in practice, and I know that it is collaborative and that Matt Nagy is the one who puts essentially the game plan together. But once you get going and it's the game that's in front of you, that is Bill Lazor calling those plays. Here's what I'd like to see, and here's what I've been saying. I don't think there's any reason to not attempt to pick up where you left off if you are Justin Fields and the Bears offense, as in on that first drive. Take some big shots on the first drive because we've seen – We've seen some great moments from from Justin Fields, but we haven't seen the full four quarters of him because there, there's been bad moments for Justin Fields and the Bears' offense, as we know, in every single game. I'd like to see them get get it rocking from the get-go. You know, everybody wants to see them, let's get the, the run game going, get, get David Montgomery going, get Khalil Herbert going, which is all fine, but why not for this game truly try to pick up where you left off and just – open it up because guess what with all those devastating Bears defensive injuries and going up against Lamar Jackson y'all are going to need to put some points on the board so from that first drive that first drive whether they have the ball first or second that that's where with the scriptedness that's where I want to see the ball the Bears drive the ball down the field and put the damn thing in the end zone not three points but a touchdown and I think that that would be that'd be another step for for Justin Fields. Well, I think you're also you're not going to have Baltimore playing any kind of hang back prevent. We're just trying to hold on and let let the Bears run out of time. That's not going to happen in the first quarter of this game. That's part of it. The other thing is with this kind of defense, with a beat up Bears defense, the longer you hold the ball, the better you help, the more you help your defense. And and you could go three and out with three passes when you're you're not ready to do that or you're not capable of you're not accurate you're not you're you're not in sync and i do think that 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 is yet another reason another reason to run the ball and not do what matt Nagy seems to want to do um i I don't think a defense is going to be that pliant to start the game the way it is the way defenses tend to be at the end of the game and what he did was by the way can we talk about the end of the game end of the pittsburgh game i you and I haven't talked about this, and I, I, I remain. I, I found yet another reason to be frustrated by Matt Nagy. When you see what the Bears are doing at the end, you have just seen your potential franchise quarterback 
lead a drive down and throw a spectacular pass and you have the lead unfortunately your defense sucks but you have the momentum and you have the coach Matt Nagy coach for now talking about how how Justin Fields had a smile on his face as they went in mm-hmm. to mount right and 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 all of a sudden there was this there was this indication of calm and challenge and competition and I got this right that it's the Negi's quote led you to believe that the way he described Justin Fields I got this follow me right and this is what exactly what you want out of that quarterback what that, that draft pick is supposed to be and then he throws that impossible hip twisting it was an Elvis Presley kind of pass and there you go if Elvis if Elvis Presley had John Elway's son. That was how there. That was how it would look. And boom, there it is. They're ahead. Defense couldn't hold it. And now you're, now you're at the 47-yard line, and you're looking at this field goal. How could you, as a coach, with what you would say afterwards, with the momentum, the energy, the the magic that your quarterback showed, why wouldn't he get a hail mary? And I realize it can be a crapshoot. You know you're not making this field goal. It's not coming from 65 yards. I don't care how, what kind of couple years Cairo Santos has had. But you, there's something to it. You never believe that Hail Marys mean anything. But Aaron Rodgers has this thing going where he can connect. He can, those are receptions. He makes those happen. Those miracles find a way. Why wouldn't you let that guy who just did that for your offense to save your sorry backside, why wouldn't you let him have that shot? I think I was okay with the Cairo Santos attempt. And and the reason I was is because when you put a kicker in a spot like that, which is a, a, a ridiculous you know expectation, I think that a, a kicker can feel free and loose in that moment. Like, he knows he's not supposed to make it. So just get up there and kick the ball as hard as you possibly can. So I guess that was my mentality on it. I wasn't enraged with Matt Nagy. I get what you're saying. I mean, e- either way, I-, I feel like the chances of either were a about the same in that case. So, and and especially since, considering that the the run that Cairo Santos has been on, so I actually I have to admit I felt good about that. Like I thought he was going to make it, and and he didn't, and it was well short. It did not hit the crossbar, as I think I think Steve Levy said. Yeah, yeah. Oops. You know what? I felt I felt, if you're looking at it again, this is Matt Nagy not knowing the game that's in front of him. Look at your quarterback. And that's short-term and long-term. What did your quarterback just do? What did your quarterback yeah, of the future just that's do? That's true. And what is the future of your future of the quarterback? <laughs> Let's find out what he can do. Yeah. Maybe there's something there that you didn't expect. Maybe it's not just a heave it up and hope for a good bounce. Maybe he's got something else that can happen. I don't know. You don't know. I know for damn sure Matt Nagy doesn't know. Maybe Justin Fields does, and he couldn't describe it, but I wouldn't give him the chance. That's what, That was really aggravating for me. I want to see, put this kid in every situation so you know, because that's what this season has devolved to. It's put, whatever he can do in whatever situation, however he can do it, you don't know until you know. So I, I that's what really frustrated me. Yeah, I, I get that. No, I really, I, I do. And it, he's obviously got the arm to do it and to 
heave it, and it the season is about him. There's no doubt. Uh, we have a two one seven texture who needs you to do some. He needs to do homework, but he's blaming us for sucking. Two one seven. Hey guys, please suck better. Why are you assuming that we know the story of Rodney Adams? Please share with the class. Yeah, Rodney so, Adams. Yeah, he's twenty seven years old. He had, had recently had a baby daughter. He's never caught an NFL pass in his life. He got out of the business for a while. I think he was attempting to do some stuff in the entertainment business. And it it was he, he's also just like a, a really good dude for whatever it's worth. And everybody thought that he because of the training camp that he had, that he was going to make the Bears roster and then the then he got put on the practice squad. So that that's it in a in a quick Reader's Digest form, but in the in the preseason games, in the exhibition games, he was he was a star. Oh he yeah, your, yeah, your yeah, MVP. yeah. He was a guy with he wherever he was, he was going to find something. He was going to make something happen, and who knows how that translates? But we saw the connection, as you mentioned, Jesper Horstead, and and we all see we've all seen Darnell Mooney. Those are the guys that Justin Fields throws to regularly. I would I want to give this a shot. A one five texture. Uh, what, are the, what is the holidays schedule for the Saturday Suckage Mob? Ooh. Are you guys on Thanksgiving? We're not. No, I am. I'll be doing Bears post game right here on 670 The Score. After the Bears-Lions game, I'll be on doing my thing. Yeah. You we and will, I, though, we'll... are on when? We are on Friday in place of Bernstein and Rahimi. So I guess you get the joyous opportunity to be the the reasonable, rational, likable Layla, and <laughs> I have to be the little piece of fecal matter Bernstein. <laughs> oh man! But what well, he is? Come on, he's going to take the fun out of a Bears victory. Why? All right. So, anyways, um, that's what we will be doing Friday from nine till noon. Uh, Black Friday. From nine till noon, we will not be on next Saturday. Saturday suckage because the score will be airing Ohio State, Michigan. Thank God. <laughs> oh, you just want to see this has now reached stupid time with Jim Harbaugh totally unable to beat Ohio State, and you just hope it continues. So, because uh, that have you that guys was, seen the Twitter funnier. account that tracks how many days it's been since Ohio State beat Michigan? No, no, it's really funny. <laughs> Oh, I'll find it one my, second. Okay. Oh, my God. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we have stuff. Um, I will tell you that at noon, Habarkish, the Ubermacher of Shaw Media Football coverage, will be here, a score senior, senior knowledgeable guy. Hub will be here at noon. And 1 o'clock, we're going to go to uh, Wrigley Field, where Chicago's Big Ten team is. That's the, the Cubs. I think the Cubs, they just suck, and their pitching staff looks awful so far. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't believe them about spending money. I think they really want to become Chicago's Big Ten team because they can't compete in the NL Central. Anyways, we're going to go to Grobber. What's he thankful for in Thanksgiving? He's at the NU-Purdue game. What's he thankful for on Thanksgiving? And we need to discuss Madden. Do you play video games? Don't, no. I kind of, like... My video game prowess left off at, ready for it, Atari. Well, I have some interesting connections with all that. Um, We'll find out what Trash Panda knows about Madden 
and uh, we will uh, it's, it's a lot. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's more than I should know. <laughs> wow, look who just pulled on his Justin Fields pull-ups and is getting ready to get out the controller, and he's going to play. All right, we'll see. He's, uh, he's Mark Grody. That other voice is Trash Panda. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To Jones with a two-handed dunk. Another slam dunk by Derek Jones Jr. Lonzo dropping his fifth dime on the night. Highlight courtesy of us. Chuck Swirsky, talking about Derek Jones Jr. And the Bulls beating the Nuggets in Denver, 114-108. That concluded a 3-2 road trip out west. Five games in eight days. The last one at altitude. The last one a victory. The last one a fourth quarter a virtue, a, a twin virtuoso performance. Levine early, DeRozan late. Uh, it's just remarkable. Levine, 12 of his 36 points in a pivotal, pivotal stretch in the fourth quarter. And DeRozan, eight straight free throws. The Bulls hit 24 of 24 from the line. And it was 
That's a thing, Mark Grody. Mm. This is Saturday Suckage. We are, and we're here to marvel over what I think is a remarkable, <clears throat> remarkable cohesion, remarkable, a, a remarkable way this team had matured when we had no idea really how all these players were going to get along. And here they are missing their center, and they're playing small, and they are doing everything, and they're winning, and they are winning in all kinds of different ways with so many different kinds of lineups. And it's stunning the way this, the way DeRozan and Levine have not fought over the ball but have shared it, have shared time, have made clutch plays throughout, and it's all about winning. This is just stunning to me. I did not see this coming this way this early. Did you? No, there were – I didn't. I, I thought, and I, I said it on air – before the season started, like I was projecting this on the Bulls, that the the early narrative I figured was going to be, well, these guys are going to be good, but they're just taking a while to figure out how to play together. You know, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine, because that's what the Bulls have been for the last ten. I mean, even going back to the Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo thing, it's been trying to like we've got these players, we've got Laurie Market and Zach Levine, can they play together? And I, I just had anticipated that, that w- that's what it was going to be. Last night, like symbolic of some of the things you're saying, there, were, there, was a, there was a three straight bucket sequence for Zach Levine in the fourth quarter, the first of which DeMar DeRozan gets it to Levine at the shot clock buzzer. He makes a three a- after the Bulls had kept the ball alive a couple of times just to circle some of the hustle. The next possession... Levine makes that impossible step back two, unfortunately, and then a spin move down low. So it was like really showing off the repertoire of what Zach Levine can do because his superpower is being able to make baskets from anywhere on the court. And then, oh, whenever he really feels like it, he can get it down low if he wants to burst past everybody, assuming he's got the energy to do it, which he typically does. And then you had... DeMar DeRozan finishing it up at the free throw line, making a couple with 11.3 left to to essentially put it away, and then making the the last two when it was uh, beep, beep, time to go home time for the Bulls. So those two guys working together is terrific. The defense continues to be terrific, and Alex Caruso on a couple of possessions, just Mm -hmm. like his on-ball defense, on the ball, is just, it, it is fun to watch. Yeah. Wow, our our breaking caller sounder. Trash Panda, what do you have for us? The signal of the breaking caller sounder. We have Toby. Toby, good morning. How are you? Tobes. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Doing well. Hey, Mark. How's how's things? Oh, good. I am uh, catching my breath finally after my dash into the studios here today. Still don't have a cup of coffee in front of me, but hopefully that oh. will change as I continue my to goodness. wear down. Ah, Chicago Bears? Yeah, Bears. Wear down Chicago Bears. Oh, wear down <laughs> Chicago Bears. Oh, I see what anyway. you did there. Yeah, And it wasn't good. Yeah, wow. No, it was not. That's okay. <laughs> oh my um, god, this sucks. <laughs> hey Mark. Yeah. So I have a I okay, I have a question for you. I you're the only audience for this. Okay. And by the way, want to say a shout out to my 206-503-360 texters. 
Anyway. Um, Wait, you have textures? This, you have well, a little cottage industry inside our tech zone? Did we give him the password this, to the tech screen? <laughs> from this area. Um, okay. Because you're a big Family Guy fan, right? Oh, yeah. Mark? Okay. And I'm not, I'm, uh, I want to make this clear. I'm not making fun of the guy, but it cracks me up. Brad Biggs, have you, can you connect those dots? No, help me out on that. Okay. You see Peter Griffin? Maybe ask him someday to say cool whip. <laughs> what do you say? He looks oh. like, wait a minute. He, he, does, he does the where and why. Does he really? It's, I have never it noticed that. Me up, man. Cool whip. Wheatons. Does he do it? Does he do it ironically? Does he do it as an ode to Family Guy? I don't know. Well, okay. it's been as long as I've been listening, and that probably was ten years ago. I don't know. Cool whip on pie. Pie tastes better with cool whip. Say cool whip. Cool whip. I have never noticed that, and I listen to Big a lot. That. He says, uh, but just every where, every while. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious, man. Hey, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Less people. I mean, maybe that's the way that you're supposed you got to pronounce that H. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. And okay. then what's the one he does? Like, that one doesn't even have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Although man. I am very discouraged that they have, um, Cartoon Network has taken off the, the Family Guy 10 o'clock block. So I don't know. I don't oh, know really? what happened there. Yeah, it's very disturbing. But you know what? It was. It, it, I probably needed to get away from that. So because I've yeah, seen probably. every rerun a thousand times. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, bears, bulls. Uh. I don't know. Good. Good. Okay. Uh, oh my bears. god! This sucks. <laughs> the worst phone call ever. <laughs> no, Toby, oh, you are Saturday, Saturday Toby, Saturday. you are the goods, my friend. I'm anytime anybody can bring up Family Guy with me, I'm totally cool with it, my brother. Have a great day. For sure. Oh, you guys too. You you have a good one. See you, Toby. Thank you. Happy Bye. Safe, happy holiday. Okay. Toby, Toby. Um, <clears throat> so the the Levine DeRozan thing was I, one of the fears, the fear I had was, was it would devolve into my turn basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got your shot? I'm going to get my shot. So meanwhile, last, the fourth quarter last night was one of the things that, is like, that disabused me of that. How, how DeRozan was happy to, not happy, DeRozan hit the free throws after Levine did everything else and hit the tough shots and was making them and, you know, playing a fourth quarter on the road with, with, such ferocity that it was terrific to see. And I did not know this. I think Casey Johnson tweeted this out. Fourth quarter scoring leaders in the NBA this year, DeMar DeRozan, 118 points. Zach Levine, 101 points. There's your leader, and there's number two. DeRozan, 118 points. Levine, 101 points. Fourth quarter scoring and a, and a quote when asked about their fourth quarter performances, they're coming up big. And Levine said, obviously, if the ball is in me and DeMar's hands, we're going to make the right play, I think, pretty much every time. <laughs> <laughs> you are. 
Yeah, there were so many games last year for the Bulls when it's close in the fourth quarter, and typically in an NBA game, if it's close in the fourth quarter, the team that has the the better the the bigger stars or the better closers wins. And so I always knew when the Bulls were going to lose last year because the Bulls had one guy, and that was Zach Levine and kind of Vucevic. Once they got him this year. It's it's not like that. Like I know when it's close in the fourth quarter, the Bulls have a really damn good chance of winning the game. Like it is predictable that the Bulls are going to win because they've got two guys who could close it out. And Zach Levine was the hot hand last night, save for the free throws by DeRozan. And uh, I knew they were going to win that game last night. Well, they did, and they finished off a road trip. We will. Uh, they finished off a road trip three and two. They won an altitude come home to face the evil dreaded Knicks. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we, um, we need to discuss the, the, um, that Lamar Jackson guy. So let's take time to see if whatever you think the bears are going to do to defend him compared to what the dolphins did. Could they really do that? Could they not? Let's have a little go at that before we talk to hub at the top of the hour. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Chicago sports radio, six seventy. the score. You put Cool Whip on pie. Pie tastes better with Cool Whip. Say whip. Whip. Now say Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You know, I think that you got to be tight in coverage. I think that a lot of people can try to send a blitz to him and, and, and limit his mobility uh, from from the waist down. But like I say, man, he's progressed as a quarterback. He can make those throws. He's he's dropping his deep balls, man, is, is, is looking better than ever. He's dropping them right in the dime. He's got guys that's able to go out there and get it. Uh, so obviously you got to be able to be tight on coverage. Uh, you know, you can't just say I'm going to send a house, man, and make him beat us with his arm because, you know, he's at that phase in his career right now where he's making those throws that he can beat you with his arm. So uh, obviously it's rushing cover, go together. Everybody's got to do their job, man. We don't need Superman out there, man. We need everybody doing, playing their role, being who they are in this defense, and I think we have success. Sean Gibson of the Bears talking about Lamar Jackson, tomorrow's starting quarterback for the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. And it doesn't matter whether you need Superman or not. You're not going to have him. Khalil Mack ain't playing, not the rest of the year. He's going to have surgery. He's out. Akeem Hicks. Um, this is going to be a trouble. Although Eddie Goldman didn't suck last week, they stopped the run. They stopped Najee Harris pretty good, and and it was it was pretty impressive. I did not expect them to play that well against the run because they just haven't. So what the Dolphins did to Lamar Jackson was they blitzed him more than half the time. Get rid of the ball, keep him in the pocket, do all that stuff. Basically, turn him into Mitch Trubisky. And he was a mess, and the Dolphins beat the, the Ravens. So the, the difference is John Harbaugh is not Matt Nagy. Lamar Jackson's not Mitch Trubisky. They're smart enough, good enough to rebound. What do you expect the Bears to do? What parts of that, Mark Rohde, will they take from what the Dolphins did? And even if they wanted to, are the Bears equipped to run that kind of defense at Lamar Jackson? No, I don't think so. I think the only guy that I'm truly comfortable in coverage is is Jalen Johnson. I am mm-hmm. not, you know, Kendall Vildor has been fine this year, but not not when you go zero blitz like that. I and and the guy that we just heard from, Tashawn Gibson, one of the Bears' safeties, and that's what Miami did. They were bringing their safeties on blitz, I think, twenty eight to thirty times in that game. And I, 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 I talk, I had some, I had some time with Deshaun Gibson. We we had a little Zoom conversation the other day. He and I did, and I, I said, 
I said, would you – and before I could even get the question out of my, my mouth, he said, I would love it if Coach Desai would let me blitz that much. So the, <laughs> Before you could ask the question. Basically, fully. yeah, basically. And, and, and that interview will air on uh, our brother station, WBBM, tomorrow morning in the 9 o'clock hour. But, yeah, the, the, of course, like – he was licking his chops watching the Miami tape. And, you know, if you're a safety, if you're a linebacker, you want a blitz. You want in on the fun, man. It's not just for the, the defensive ends and outside linebackers and D-linemen. I mean, these guys, they want in. They want in on the fun, too. Uh, no, But, no, I mean, for, for several reasons. John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson will have adjusted to it. As Sean Desai said correctly, that is a way to beat the Dolphins. But they have also lost a couple of other games this year because they've lost three, and they lost those games in in other ways. So I think it would be naive of the Bears to think that they could follow that template, that blueprint again. And I just don't think that they are equipped to, especially with Khalil Mack being officially out and Akeem Hicks and just not being completely comfortable with the coverage. And Eddie Jackson for that matter. Eddie Jackson is questionable and has been banged up. So how healthy is he? So, no, I think that you have to come up with an all-new game plan. And, yeah, one of the other things that Miami did well was disguising coverages. Sean Desai has been pretty good at that as well. So I think more of that than actually bringing the house and and leaving guys all alone. Allah, Allah, ready for this? L.A. Mike Richardson back in the day with the 85 Bears when it was always all-out blitzes. And do you know what the L.A. stood for? Yes. We could share with the class because Mike Richardson didn't know what the L.A. stood for. He thought it stood for something different. But Buddy Ryan and the likes of Mongo McMichael and Dan Hampton and Richard Dent, they knew what it really stood for. Yeah. So you want to share with the class so we don't totally suck the way the one caller, the one texture called us out for? I heard it as lazy ass. Yes. And he thought it was Los Angeles, Mike Richardson. Right. So Buddy Ryan called him L.A. for that, lazy that was, ass. That was Buddy Ryan, yep. You know, <laughs> and Mike Richardson said, hey, yeah, I got some swagger now. I'm Los Angeles Mike Richardson. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I thought he was good. I, I, Well, look, because of how good and ferocious everybody else was, except for some of the secondary, uh, they, they were he, – he was just fine. He fit in just fine with the Bears. Only had to cover right, for like two and a half seconds. Right, exactly. You best be <laughs> good out don't there. Don't get beat for three seconds and we'll be fine. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Ditka used to say that. You see guys running open in the secondary, but it didn't matter because the quarterback was being stretchered off the field. Right. That's what happened. Speaking of which, we should definitely ask Les about Charles Martin. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get Les on at one. Well, what he's thankful for, he's thankful Charles Martin's not in the league, I guess. Uh, we will take a break. We'll talk to Habarkish, the Ubermacher of Shaw football media coverage, and we'll ask, what's real with Justin Fields? What does he believe is real with Justin Fields, and what still need to be done? He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. A public service we selflessly provide. Thank you for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.